HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. You're listening to Heritage Radio Network, broadcasting live from Bushwick, Brooklyn. If you like this program, visit heritageradionetwork.org for thousands more. So you don't shun the devil with your rock and roll load. Knows that country music's gonna save your soul. The Welcome back to the Speakeasy. I'm Damon Bolte. It's a beautiful day in Brooklyn. Gotta say, um, one of the first beautiful days of the summer. We're glad to be here in the studio again. And with one of my good old buddies, one of the funniest, most prolific, badass bartenders I know. I'd probably say the funniest, most badass, prolific bartender I know. Steve Schneider, welcome back. I'm back, brother. Back. Happy to be back. I'm happy that Giuseppe is in Puerto Rico so he doesn't ice me during the program. <laughs> I know, last time you were here, you didn't even really speak, but you were here uh, studio bombing Giuseppe, and someone had to bomb him, you know, and if it was going to be anyone, it was going to be you. Yep, of and course, so. baby. <laughs> How you been, brother? I've been great, man. I'm really happy to be back on the show, man. Uh, I love what you're doing, and I love the new theme song you got, too. Oh, well, thanks. Great. That's my band, Brothers. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Um, so, man, as always, you've been keeping extremely busy. Always. Um Shit, tonight uh, is the premiere of a movie that you're you're all up in, uh, Hey Bartender, which won uh, some awards at South by Southwest a few uh, couple months ago. Yeah, it was voted one of the top five movies there by uh, some press and stuff like that. Uh, I'm really proud of it. Uh, it was an honor to be there, and it's been it's been a pretty wild ride and uh, already, you know. And the movie hasn't even come out, so tonight's the red carpet pr- uh, premiere. On Friday, uh, it'll be screening for a week here in New York. Uh, six shows a week at uh, City Cinemas Village East. That's on 12th Street and 2nd Avenue. There's that big theater. And go say hi to Thomas at Bar Veloce uh, next door. <laughs> He's a nice guy with a great mustache. Yeah, he does have a very good mustache. Mm-hmm. He, he could work at EO yeah, he, he sure <laughs> <can>. <laughs> with that mustache. <laughs> um, yeah, so tell us a little bit about the movie. I mean, you guys started filming this like four years ago, yeah, right? Yeah, it's been about four years ago. Um, I just followed a simple... Simple rule, just try to treat everybody right. And gentlemen came in to talk to me, have a drink, and uh, talk bartending. And I just started rattling off some crazy shit. And um, he's like, hey, would you like to be in my documentary about bartenders? And I was like, yeah, whatever, dude. Like, sure. (laughs) Awesome, let's do it. The standard, uh, yeah, whatever, we'll see. Yeah, you know. And then uh, 
little did I know that these guys from Fourth Row Films, they put their heart and soul into this. They they went everywhere. I always make a joke. I call them the freaking Korean tour bus because <laughs> they from all ends of the earth. They were following me. They were there, you know, like. It's <laughs> amazing. So, um, yeah, they, they filmed all the, the competitions and stuff like that. Um, there's actually a quick scene of the uh, the USBG uh, cocktail jam from a couple of years ago. We oh, all nice. remember that one. We don't oh, remember yeah. how that one ended. <laughs> we're, yeah. we're not, we're not going to get into that. But <laughs> I still made it to New Orleans, man. <laughs> you still made it to New Orleans. You were still there. <laughs> but uh, anywho, uh, yeah, so uh, it's funny. I was watching myself for the first time on the screen. It's watching me from four years ago, and I've grown so much since then that it's like, it's like I'm watching someone else on screen, you know, and I'm like, I'm cheering for the guy. Yeah. Basically, it follows, my role is following the, the progression from apprentice at EO to, to principal bartender. And uh, I hate to spoil the ending, everybody, but if anyone knows who I am, uh, you know, the guy, the guy, he doesn't die in the end. So <laughs> I'll just tell you that much. But uh, it's, it's just a, a great piece that highlights, you know, it gives a brief history about the cocktail culture. You know, uh, Dale DeGroff walks us through everything. And then uh, some of the luminaries, some of the people who have um, paved the way for us, including, you know, Dushan, uh, Sasha, Julie, uh, Dale, Audrey, yeah. you yeah. know, and um, everyone gets their love. But also not to be uh, forgotten is the corner bar. So there's a man named Steve Carpenteri, called Carpy, mm-hmm. um, out in Connecticut, a place called Dunville's. He... Um, He's trying to keep his bar afloat, a neighborhood bar, a place where everybody goes. He left his white-collar job working for uh, Citigroup uh, to own his favorite bar where he would bartend on the weekends. You know, a lot of heart involved in that man. And he's a really funny guy and a really cool guy. He's the funniest bartender in show business, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I mean, like, there's, it's, just, it's just crazy to watch myself. From, the first time I watched it, I was playing, like, a Where's Waldo? Like, who, where was that? You know, who, who's in this thing? I knew everybody in the movie. It was pretty cool. But then the second time, I had a chance just to sit back and relax and enjoy the story, you know, and uh, it culminates at Tales of the Cocktail in 2011, which, uh, you know, the award ceremony there was big for employees only and big for Dushan Zarek. And, uh, you know, I was watching that. Every every time I, I watch that scene, I, I, get, I get a little teary-eyed because um, I remember being there, but I was pretty drunk when I was there. <laughs> I was too. <laughs> but the moment, but the moment uh, you know, the, living that moment again, and uh, with the, just with the music they had, and just you know remembering being there with you know Dev Milosh, Bratza, you know Ivan and Igor and Jay and Dushan and everybody and Henry, everybody who made it out there, you know yeah. that details. All of our friends were there. The whole crew was together. And uh, I seem I seem to recall you getting thrown into the swimming pool with your suit on. Uh, Giuseppe did that, that motherfucker. <laughs> is it the same suit you're wearing right now? No, 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 no. <laughs> this one's actually custom-made. I've, I've moved up. Yeah, you moved from, up? From the cheap suit to the custom-made <laughs> suit. If Giuseppe ever does anything to this suit, it's worth more than his house, okay? So, I, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll kill him. <laughs> Giuseppe, I'll kill you. <laughs> um, speaking of that, like... Speaking of Giuseppe real quick, I just want to, <laughs> uh, you know, we have sponsors in this show, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep the, the fucking and the shitting words until the <laughs> second part after the sponsor, okay? <laughs> I'm sorry. What were you saying? I was going to say. Well, the show's all about Giuseppe Gonzalez, ladies and gentlemen. And <laughs> we came here to talk about Giuseppe. Um, but yeah, I, I like what you said about going from the cheap suit to the custom made suit. Like in in regards to the movie and you know being a documentary, how do you what what has changed with you? I mean, everyone knows you as uh, fucking world competition winning bartender. They know you as uh, one of the most theatrical 
bartenders for sure. Yeah, um, man, you got to have fun, right? Yeah, it's like it's been pretty weird now at this stage in my career. I got to stop competing soon because, you know, some some days you're on, some days you're not, and you take risks, and sometimes they don't work out. But it's weird when like you're in a competition, and if you don't win, it's like everyone thinks like. What the fuck were the judges thinking? It's like, no, nah, man. It's like <laughs> you can't win them all. You, know? you can't win them all. So I just want to give huge congratulations to Jeff Bell for his world-class win. Absolutely. He's, uh, he's a brother. He's family. So um, the world has no idea what's going to happen to them when Jeff Bell hits that boat. Yeah. He's, he's a great bartender. and he, Him and I are the only two bartenders, uh, I believe, on yesterday's uh, finalists. Um, that's the Diageo World Class competition. Yes, that that uh, that have actually have experiences winning a global competition. So, oh yeah, <laughs> let's do it. Cheers to that. Cheers. So anyway, uh, just quick uh, congratulations to Jeff and uh, best of luck to to him and uh, everyone else involved. So what were you, you, what were, what were yeah, you? I was gonna say like like what do you think has changed? Like I mean, what are some of the big things? I mean, like when when oh you could see it from the, from the get go in the movie. Where, did you my I mean, first my one of my first lines? I was like oh oh I'm gonna piss some people off right there, but. Uh, I've grown a lot. Did you did you have did you always have that competitive spirit like in the in, like does it come across in the movie like I mean four years is a long mm-hmm. time that's actually a lot of people's careers in the bar industry for sure. Um, so like what were some of the big things that changed from from four years ago to now? Well, wow, where to begin? Let's just go back to the beginning, I guess. Right? Sure. Sorry, everyone out there in Radio Land. <laughs> this is my life story. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, sorry. So I'm there. I, I talk about. Um, I was a young apprentice at EO. I didn't know much. I didn't know many bartenders. I didn't know you. I didn't mm-hmm. know Giuseppe. I didn't know Jeff Bell. I didn't know uh, Kenta, Joaquin, Sam Ross. I, I didn't know any of these these awesome, awesome barmen, you know? Uh, and I'm just like, uh, I'm just, I'm subtly talking shit. I'm like, uh, you know, uh, the mixologists are the guys who take forever to make drinks and, and use their jiggers and stuff like that. And borderline legitimately, seriously, like making fun. And now, you know, as I've progressed my career, I, I can see there's a part of the movie where I see myself, you know, I talk about, I've had a chance to meet all these bartenders now that I've been here at Employees Only and grow as a, as a bartender and as a person. Um, you see myself respecting everyone else more and more and more and more. And now today, I mean, I'm, I'm here with, with hanging out with you and stuff like that. I was competing with the best bartenders in the country yesterday. And... Uh, to show that maturity in me now where I just respect everybody for what they do and I have so much admiration. I made a cocktail for world class. We'll even go jump back to that. Uh, I clarified lime juice and orange juice and everything like that from the boys uh, over at um, Booker and Dax. Yeah, Booker and Dax. Uh, and Tristan hooked me up with with Robbie and the gang there. And uh, I carbonated a cocktail. I put it in a bottle. It was like something that I would never, ever dream of doing. So... Like four uh, years ago, you mean? Yeah, four years ago, I would never dream of doing that. You know, it was just like I was a I was a a foul mouth former marine, you know, bartender who was just thinking he was hot shit, you know. And now I'm just a little bit older. Yeah. <laughs> no, but uh, no, no. But basically, the big change for me was was just how I how I I interact with other bartenders and and the respect that I've gotten because the respect I've given. Yeah. We're at we're at the beginning of my career. Which was over ten years ago. I, w- I would never respect it like that. It was just like I was just like a I was a, a, a dickhead bartender. But now, I, I think uh, I think anyone who knows me knows how much I respect uh, everybody in this industry, uh, from from the dishwasher to the doorman to to the brand people to 
fellow bartenders alike, you know. Do you think, like, as, as far as, like, the what came first, the chicken or the egg? I mean, like, what were you... Was there something that changed with you before? Like, were you, did you start respecting the other bartenders, or was it something that happened where they were giving you respect as like good bar men and, and women? I think and it goes it both ways. Mind? I think it goes both ways, you know. But one thing I just want to stress: everything I was doing, I was watching on screen. Uh, my guys are always there with me. Um, I couldn't do it alone. Absolutely, you know. Meeting, uh, you know, meeting and taking apprenticeship under a guy like Dushan and Jay. Um, Cosmos, of course, mm-hmm. and Igor, and the rest of the guys there, and the fellow principal bartenders that I get to share a bar with now every day. Oh man, that's it's just like that's why I was I'm so good at what I do is because I'm able to listen to my fellow bartenders, my coworkers, and my mentors, and just throw out the old playbook. You know, I first walked in the O, I thought I knew everything. Yeah. You know, I, I was like hot shot. You know, 24 years old. You know. <laughs> yeah. I was a punk, you know? But then, you know, I got a chance to work alongside guys like uh, Milo Sica and uh, Robert Kruger from Extra Fancy and Bratislav Gwisic, and I could just keep naming and naming and naming. And these guys are badass, man. And they they helped me through it, and they helped me become the bartender I am today. And if it weren't for guys like that, fuck, man. I, w- I would be... I would be still punk-ass Steve Schneider, man. But these guys, they taught me how to handle myself like a pro. And, you know, if you look the part... If you handle yourself like a champ, eventually you're just going to be a champ, you know? <laughs> yeah. I, I attended, uh, we talked about on one of the shows that you came on before about uh, attending the uh, Pioneers of Mixology Bar Smarts um, seminar where Deshaun came on stage and talked about mindful bartending. The first half of the day was about mindful bartending, and Gary Regan was, uh, you know, being. Being Gary Regan, he just led everyone into meditation, <laughs> and then like, but then Deshaun came on and started talking about like mindful bartending, and and you know this is two years ago, and I think like you know halfway through your career at EO, I think that's kind of a kind of a nice like timeline there because like at that at that midpoint over the last four years, that was that was a, at least a huge thing for me to attend that and. You know, I, you know, we're in a room full of like the most noteworthy cocktail and and bartenders uh, in the city, and even from other cities. And you know, the whole day was really about just like kind of thinking, like not as like a cocktail maker or a massage, but like more as a bartender and more as like really just what it came down to is being a good person. At the end of the day, it was all about the golden rule, like you Absolutely. said. Absolutely. I know, mean, that's you know, you just gotta in any walk of life and any job sure. that you do what why you know you got to treat the people you work with and the people around you and you, know, you got to treat people with respect you know you 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 give you give and you get man you know it's like yeah it's pretty it's pretty pretty simple concept but you'll be shocked you know how many people have to be taught stuff like that <laughs> yeah it's pretty amazing you know what we do mindful body you gotta yeah you have to you have to be focused and you, you know if your mind's not in it you, you can't do it uh serving drunk people is very difficult it's very, uh, even more difficult getting Trying to demand respect from someone who's hammered, you know. <laughs> it's like, oh yeah, it's <laughs> damn near I, impossible. I've been doing this comparison a lot, like you know, for like the press and stuff. Like, I'm like, you've been at a post office in the DMV, 
It sucks, right? I was at the DMV <laughs> like two hours ago. Does it suck? It sucks. There's a bunch of people in a room that don't know each other. No one knows really what's going on. No one knows right. quite how to order a cocktail. At, you know, like that's kind of the same thing at a bar. You know, yeah. And the, you know, and like imagine if everyone at the DMV was wasted. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That'd make it awful, right? Imagine trying to like, like, like you know. Well, there was at least one of us there <laughs> no, two hours ago. One, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so it's difficult to serve drunk people. You know, you, so you have to just. Take a step back, and uh, Dushan always says, you know, every shift has an end. You know, just handle everything in stride, and you know, know that you're making some damn good money at the end of the night. You yeah, know, man. and you have a chance to, you know, you have a chance to do something. But even outside <laughs> of the, like, you know, it's a job; everyone's making money. But it's like, you know, outside of that, even it's just like making a difference. You know, and like and treating people right, and, yeah, and, of course. and having a good time doing it. Of course, it just, I mean, it's that's just human human nature there. You know, yeah. Well, Steve, let's take a quick break, and when we get back, we'll continue talking about... You know, I want to talk a little bit more about the movie, but I also want to talk about putting the goddamn hammer down. Hammers? <laughs> oh, you got it, baby. We'll talk about it. All right. We'll also talk more shit about Giuseppe Gonzalez. Yeah, Come of on. course, man. That's standard. Yeah. Right, we'll be back in just a moment. This bar is still not open. <laughs> <laughs> Ranch grass-fed beef, pasture raised on 150,000 acres in Central California. Hearst Ranch grass-fed beef, free-range, sustainably produced, humane. Hearst Ranch grass-fed beef, the authentic flavor of the American West. Listening to King of Kings by Knife Show. We have been waiting for you. The deeper you fall, the And we are back. You're listening to the Speakeasy. We've got Steve Schneider in the studio today. What is this number? Four, three or four? Uh, I think this is four, but four. It's the fifth time in the studio, yeah. or six. Four officially. Uh, when you're not studio bombing Giuseppe. Yeah, of course. <laughs> the Giuseppe Gonzalez show. Yeah. Okay, so actually, um, one of the cool things that happened at, uh, recently at the Manhattan Cocktail Classic, I, I'm really bummed that I, I, you know, as bartenders, you know, and having the responsibilities that we have, like we were talking about before the break, you know, sometimes you got to deal with drunk people, sometimes, you know, things happen. Um, I remember a story that you were told me about, like, one of your employees that got hurt and on the job and you guys like took care of him for of a little while you know there's certain responsibilities you got to do as a bartender and uh, i actually unfortunately had to cover a shift the night of the alternative bar awards the phil awards the phil awards yes <laughs> i'm so happy you brought that up speaking of making fun of each other mm-hmm. um that's the whole idea of that one yeah um it was an award ceremony by bartenders for bartenders yeah um uh, an idea, much like America itself, was taken from England. You know, <laughs> they, they they do it every year. A uh, man named Jake Berger uh, takes care of it in London, and uh, you know, I've always wanted to do it here. I love just joking around, screwing around with my friends, and um, I know Simon had a little something to do with that as well. Simon Ford, 
So I, um, I called Simon as soon as I, I saw the nominees for uh, the James Beard Awards. And I was just like, you know, it's funny, like, who are these people? And I did research and I was like laughing about these awards that are always given out by people who aren't in the industry, like, or not really, you know, just the, the committee. Right. I'm like, who the fuck is the committee? I'm like, fuck the committee. I'm like, we're the committee. So, uh, <laughs> so uh, yeah, so I obviously I called Giuseppe first. I was like, dude, you know we got to do this. He's like, and he's, uh, as much as we make fun, uh, he's one of the most loyal friends I have, you know. He's, he's a brother. So he's like, let's do it. So we talked to Simon. Uh, Giuseppe rounded up the troops. We got permission from Jake to do it. And uh, we had just a blast making fun of each other. Sam Ross and I co-hosted, and uh, man, it was just uh, funny awards like uh, the uh, the uh, Kenta Go To Award. It's the best bartender who can't speak English properly, uh, and Kenta presented it. <laughs> the best part about that, though, which was uh, that was my personal favorite because like it was a slideshow to go along with everything. Yeah, and um, the the Kenta Go To Award came up. And on the picture, instead of a picture of Kenta, it was a picture of Shingo <laughs> from, from Angel Share. Uh, <laughs> and no one noticed. <laughs> so <laughs> I, called it, I called the crowd out. I was like, you fucking racist bastards. I'm like, that's... that's uh, it's not even him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Sam Ross was like, he just chimes in over my shoulder. Racism is funny. <laughs> anyway, it was just, an, it was just a, a night... That you know, we just all got together, and, and the awards were just it was we just threw a party, and those awards were just the back burner. So uh, next year we're gonna do it again. You were supposed to be the Joan Rivers, I know, and interview I know. people drunk with a megaphone uh, on the red carpet. But I was doing it. It was just I was at my bar doing it. That's okay. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know. So basically, we did rain abuse, and we did drop some hammers on people. Nice. So, yeah, yeah, man. And speaking of that, you've got a. You've got your line of hammers coming out in a sec. Yes, the new standard issue ice mallet Mark III is coming out. I call it Mark III because Mark II was the last one about a year and a half ago. The hundred mallets for charity mm-hmm. came out. Um, just a way to crush ice there. There's no Mark One. I. I just was sort of making fun of uh, drinks like the Corpse Survivor Number Two that everyone orders. No one ever orders the Number One. Right. So I was like, it was a stupid nerdy joke. I like to name cocktails. And always like call them something number two. It just sounds like an improvement on something. It's like, so, oh, yeah. <laughs> and everyone's like, what, all right, how do I get a number you don't, one? You don't even want the number one. Number one was, was old. Yeah, it's old. It's out there. Nobody likes number one. Number two now. That's the one. That's the one. That's, that's the one you want. So, um, yeah, I uh, partnered up with a dear friend of mine, uh, Asaf Tamir, uh, owner of Lighthouse in Brooklyn, which is one of the best damn restaurants you could eat at. Um, it's a cool building, too. It's, it's, a great, it's like a wedge building. Yeah, it's a great building, great bar, great just great hosts these these people are and uh he's uh he does a lot of stuff with wood and um he hooked me up with a guy he's uh actually partnering with me on this um essentially it's a uh it's a muddler you could use the muddle let's just say you're making a uh uh mint julep you're muddling the mint and then you put on the mallet head so the muddler is actually the handle right crack that bad boy in it comes with a canvas bag and ice scoop Crush that bad boy up, scoop it in there, and you have a tool for like either a traveling bartender or like a uh, a home bartender or something like that. And uh, you know, proceeds went to charity last time we had it. We did a hundred uh, after I paid off everything. Uh, proceeds on my end went to a charity called Out of the Pits, which rescues uh, pit bulls in New York yeah. from 
you know, evil owners, neglection, and assholes in general. Um, uh, this year, I, 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 I might, I might still do the charity. I just might charge like less, so I did not do a charity. I'm still up in the air about it. And this whole thing's funded by me. So, uh, at the end of the year, I actually uh, doubled the amount of money I for the charity out of my own pocket. I just I had a great couple of years, so I wanted to give back and. I, I love dogs, so I gave back yeah. to, to the dogs there, and I have one myself. So he's a crazy little bastard. He's actually in the movie. I'm very proud oh, of awesome. him. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, and there's a there's a video uh, online with Andy Seymour that where people can actually see how the hammer yes, works. There's a show on uh, uh, Tasted. It's a YouTube channel um, produced by a man named Rob Harris. Um, Tim Cooper was instrumental in that from Gold Bar. Uh, one of my favorite people, by the way, Tim Cooper. He's great man. Uh, so yeah, he helped. He asked me if I'd like to be a part of it. Andy Seymour hosted it. It's called Behind the Drink, uh, season one. We aired it all. Um, every every week comes out on YouTube. Uh, it's a short, maybe five, six, seven minutes uh, of the bars around New York City and, and uh, cocktail stuff. Mine just uh, just aired. You know, Tim did his a gold bar with him and Remy. They did a, fa- a fat washed uh, Campari with uh, pork butt or pork cheek or something. Uh, you see. Homeboys at uh, Booker and Dax making their gin and juice, you know, going to the lab, going behind the scenes, you know. Yeah. Narn Young. There's just all great bartenders, and I'm really happy to be a part of it. So, yeah. So Andy, uh, Andy helped me uh, help me out with it there, and we talked talked hammers, and we talked some just talk shop in general, and it's a great show, very entertaining. So if you go on YouTube and search Behind the Drink, you could be able to uh, check out the episodes, and they they put a lot of care. In it. The the guys from Taste it did, and I'm really proud of it. And, it's, it's really super, great. I, like I, yeah. I, I thoroughly enjoyed it, man. But I, you know, like, go back to the hammer, man. I like, I, I, I've been using hammers behind the bar, like mallets and stuff, for a while. And sometimes, just when I'm in the weeds, I'll use the ha- the handle of my hammer as a muddler and just like stare people down while I'm doing it. <laughs> like, there's nothing uh, more frightening than a bartender with a hammer. It's like we have we got knives and ice picks, but you know, the hammer kind of <laughs> like like you say, you know, you're. Your whole like, mantra behind having like the mallet, you know, you talk about like yes, uh, basically. I mean, the hey bartender covers this as well briefly about my head injury, which caused me to uh, to get out of the Marine Corps. Basically, the hammer for me, something I got the idea from Dave Wondrich with. He was I was setting up the bar for Yo. He was filming something, and he was uh, he was crushing ice on the mallet. I thought it was hilarious, so I I bought one. And thank you, Dave, for that. I bought one on the internet, and then I got my own coming out, you know, and that's pretty awesome. Yeah. But uh, it's a symbol. It's a symbol of strength and overcoming adversity and building for a future, you know. I want to own bars all over the world someday, man. I really do. I want to be having this radio program at my in my villa in Rome someday. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I do too. <laughs> yes. <laughs> hey, Enrico. Get us some uh, some Americanos, will you? <laughs> so <laughs> I, want, you know, I want to be able to do that. But in order to do that, you know, the stepping stones in my career I have to build. But we have to go back to to when I got hurt, when I was like on the bottom of the barrel, man, when uh, I was told I wasn't going to live, you know. And something simple like a big hammer, it's a, it's a tool to build or a weapon to destroy, says Odin in Thor movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Had to bring up a comic book hero some, somehow. Yeah, you got to work one in to the show somewhere. Yeah, so, I mean, it's it's more or less, it is a functional bar tool and it's awesome bar tool, but it's it's a, it's a, it's sort of a mentality for me. Just be, be a sledgehammer, be a hammer, you know, crush any kind of adversity that gets in your way, whether it be uh, personal, um, you know, anything. And just be able to to grab your theoretic 
hammer, you know, and build build a solid foundation, you know. And that's basically what it is. And that's why I like to give dogs a second chance, you know. I like to build a future for the dogs and stuff like that. And uh, yeah, man. you know, that's just that's that's. That's the, the, the serious part of it. And also, it's a lot of fun just to sort of whack oh, yeah. and stuff when like that. When you're busy and you're People in the like, weeds, man, you're like, ah, boom, boom, boom. <laughs> Mr. Vincent Vitek does a great job with it. I mean, we have an ice machine to do it. We don't have time to crush ice like that. So we have a, a Scotsman pellet ice mm-hmm. machine. So, But Vincent will bring it out sometimes and just do really funny things with it. And people have just such a blast. And, you know, when I released the, the 100 hammers a year and a half ago, it sold out and all 100. Uh, sold out in one week in 12 different countries. So people were on board, you know. People are getting on board. Uh, sooner or later, every damn bar in this country is going to have one of those hammers, you know. And uh, for them, uh, hopefully they don't just take it and use it as a as a, a tool to crush ice. Hopefully they use that idea, that mentality, uh, that never give up, you know, that endurance kind of thing, you know, that legends endure, keep hammering on hammering on hammering on and you know i'm no different than any bartender out there you know um i just you know i never gave up i come to work every day i try my hardest and um just like my fellow bartenders alike you know and hey bartender comes out it i'm lucky enough to be to be featured in there as one of my stories but you know everybody out there i just there's so many different stories from so many different bartenders and you know, I'm just like any other bartender out there. I come in and I work my ass off every day. And, uh, you know, just a little lucky, you know. Nobody gave me anything. I work my ass off, but I couldn't do it alone, you know. I've got to give my my fellow bartenders around the world, around New York City, and my fellow bartenders that employees only, you know, full credit uh, for the man I am today, you know. I took my training in the Marine Corps, and, uh, you know, I made it. I made the best out of it, and I'm not done. One thing Deshaun always taught me is that you have to constantly evolve in this business. First, you start out, you know, barback, bartender. Even worse, he was dishwashing. You know, Igor was a dishwasher, you know. What do we do now? We open our own bar called Employees Only. It's a bar for us, by us, you know. What do we do now? Let's make a book. Let's write a book. Him and Jay, they did it. Let's come out with our own cordials now. They did it, you know. Let's make our own fucking spirit company, you know. 86 Company was born. So they're constantly evolving. That's one thing that I've really taken from Jay Cosmos and Dushan Zarek is like, you know, there's never, you never peak. You know, there's always something else, always something new to do. And that's how I like to stay creative, you know. The hammer is one thing. I'm now the bar manager and employees only, and I get to be the bar managers of my heroes, guys like, like, like Dev brought to, you know, Milos. I get, to, I get to work with them every day. And watching this movie, seeing me as an apprentice to principal, man, it's just... It's overwhelming. I get choked up thinking about it. Every time I put on that jacket, it's like my Iron Man thing. But what's next for me? Hey, bartender's coming out. I'm going to take this opportunity to just crush it uh, and, and, and expand, evolve, get better, learn, meet new bartenders, learn more people. And, uh, you know, 10 years from now, we'll be having this, uh, this little talk in, 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 in my restaurant. For me, it's freaking pri- private jet or bust, man. <laughs> I know what I want. Now I have to figure out how to get there. And, you know, it's, it's steps. And you're going to need a hammer to build, to build those steps, right? That's great, man. <laughs> it's gla- I'm really glad to know that guys like you are taking over the world, man. <laughs> I'm doing my best, man. That's all we can ask for. You know? Absolutely. Steve. Win some, lose some, right? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> this one, I think, was a winner. <laughs> absolutely. Steve, thank you so much for coming back on the show, man. It's always a pleasure talking to you. Man, I love you. Can't wait to see the movie uh, premiere tonight, but it comes out Friday. 
uh, and it's at um, which uh, 12th Street, 2nd Avenue, uh, City Cinemas, Village East. There's six showings uh, a day for a week. Um, just Google Hey Bartender. Go to their Facebook page. Like their Facebook page. Give these people some love because they, they gave us a whole lot of love. And I think bartenders and just people in general all over the world are really just going to be like, finally, you know, finally we got something going. Absolutely. And then, you know, they're also going to say, what's what's with that facial hair on that apprentice that he <laughs> But... <laughs> You know, it's just been uh, it's been a wild ride, and I'm 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 happy to uh, to be to be Captain America right now. <laughs> man. Cheers to that! I'll drink to that, baby. All right, well, that's it for the Speakeasy this week. We'll check in next week. Go see the movie Hey Bartender, which Steve's all over, or go see him at Employees Only. Mary Greenwald, <laughs> girlfriend. <Sugar. laughs> all right, that's it. Cheers. I'm just naming. I'm just. Listening to this program on HeritageRadioNetwork.org. You can find all of our archived programs on our website or as podcasts in the iTunes Store by searching Heritage Radio Network. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at Heritage underscore Radio. You can email us questions at any time at info at HeritageRadioNetwork.org. Heritage Radio Network is a nonprofit organization. To donate and become a member, visit our website today. Thanks for listening.